saying I've got to wait for good things to happen to me. And I said, I'm going to ride. Winners win and losers lose. If every decision and choice you make is just about you, it's going to make you quit because you don't have a driving force for why you do what you do. We can give you all this depth. We can give you all this knowledge. If you don't believe, what's the point? What's up, y'all? Jeremy here. And it's your boy, E.T. Listen to me, man. We came to personally invite you. For those of you high-level speakers that's ready to go to the next level, six figures, seven figures, you want to dominate in your industry, you want to figure out how do you break through on the next level, yeah. we got a special event in Atlanta, Georgia at the top of the year just for you. Look, and you ain't going to get nothing like this, right? Mm. Because, yeah, I'm going to be there. Yep, Jeremy's going to be there. Yep, Inky's going to be there. But I'm actually bringing the individuals that train me to get in corporate to be number one. Mm. I'm bringing in the individuals that were like, yep, e, we're gonna bring you to the NFL. We're gonna bring you to the NBA. So you're gonna get to hear from them what were the traits I had and did not have and the ones they gave me to help me to get to that next level. We got a private room, right, with a select group of people that's, that's gonna be with us, a very intimate yeah. experience yeah. with us, only for those of you all that's serious to go to the next level. Not, not a thousand, yeah. not 500, no, not 400, no, uh -uh. not 300. Uh -uh. Uh, only for the, a small group of people who ready to rock and roll. Just like that, so yeah. start the year off with us, start the year off right, and we're gonna take you to the top. Now you know, let's, let's go. go. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Next Level Speakers Podcast, the number one podcast in the world for people who love speaking. Caveat, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, Jay, man, we got a huh, guest. Yeah, let's call him a guest. Yeah, this let's call first, him a guest. Let's act first brand time. New. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 first time on the pod. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a thousandth time on the pod with me. But right, right, you know what right. I'm saying? Uh, my brother here, Dr. King. Welcome to the Next Level Speakers Podcast, bro. How you feeling, man? Hey man, I'm I'm enjoying myself, man. You seem way nicer on this podcast right, than you are. It's a success. So I'm really taking this in. Right, 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 right. Just wait on it. Just wait. On it. Right, right. <laughs> just get started. With the ad lib, um, man. I wanted more to come here today, Jay, just because um, it was crazy. We were on the uh, summit a little while ago, and I was like, man, think about that. Maul didn't find or didn't know that he had this gift crazy. until he turned forty. Like, think about it. Maul, like, y'all know Maul. A lot of y'all, if you don't know Maul's story, Maul, police, Chicago police officer, turned millionaire by the age of 26, kept his job, um, you know, and, you know, started several other multi-million dollar businesses. And then we met, and I was just like, yo, you never told this story? He was like, nah. So he came on the podcast, I believe, episode 105 or something like that, told his story, blew up, you know, with everybody. Everybody wanted to know more. And I was telling him, like, yo, you can be a speaker, bro. Like, mm -hmm. you have all the tools that it takes to be a keynote speaker. Ma was just like, for real? And hold I'm on, like, hold on. So it never crossed your mind? Bruh, never crossed my and mind. he was going to see speakers. The re but the reason why is because I was just thinking like, all right, that's what they do. They right. they get up, right. they motivate people, they, they tell their story. Right. I was living my story. Mm. I was too right. busy. I was in the thick of it. I was creating my story. And mm. so I never thought, um, I just figured that's what they do. I come for the motivation. I pay for the motivation. Right. Pay for the inspiration. Even though I'm already motivated and doing my thing, I just still, I never it never crossed my mind. I promise you, I wish I could sit back right now and take credit and be like, you know what, man? I knew I was going to be a speaker. I was on my way. I was just building my story up. <laughs> yeah. I, I promise you, bro. Right. It wasn't until CJ literally put it in my mind 
That's all right. Yeah. That's better. Uh, yeah. What's it? I had to think about that. It's like landmines everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bro. <laughs> Walk cautiously. Yeah. Once he put it in my mind, it made me think. Yeah. And I still, even when he told me that, yeah. I still was like, no, nah, that's not me. Hmm. That's so, not me. So let's take it back. And Jay, Maul used to come literally to every conference. Right. Front row, VIP, VIP, whatever we had. If we had like a triple gold platinum, v, he had everything. And he was sitting there all the time just soaking up game. Yeah. And I'm talking about pages of notes. Like, this is a dude who was already, a, he had way more paper than me. I'm like, bro, you need to be up here. Let me sit down. And, <laughs> right. You know, but he was like, yo, I just like what y'all kicking the mindset stuff. And so he would like literally come to a, like a conference. I and mean, before, and that's like, and I, again, you know how it is once people start coming two, three, four times. Yeah. It's like, you know, I know who you are. I got to the point he paid for so many. I told him like, bro, don't pay for another conference, bro. Yeah. Like you, you, you won. Like it's over. Like, bro, you didn't like took care of us for years. Yep. And um, so for you, Ma, um, when you when you saw E, because you you went to see Les Brown, like you yep. were into that. What qualities were you looking for in a speaker at that time, being a high level individual, right? Because I think people like you know can speak and like hopefully like either kids listen or you know young adults or people who trying to get to the next level. You were already a multi millionaire. What were you looking for? in a speaker yeah. to continue to push you. Yeah, so I, I definitely wasn't looking for a speaker to to show me how to make money. Mm. I was I, I was getting to the bag. Like right. I said, right. bro, I started the police at 22, was a millionaire right. by 26, multi-millionaire by 30. Yeah. I was already getting the money. Mm. I just felt, though, that there was another level. Yeah. <laughs> Next level. Yeah, yeah, you no know doubt. what I'm saying? I felt that there was another level. Mm -hmm. I feel that it's always levels. Even at this, this version of me today, Absolutely. it's still another level. I've been in real estate for 22 years, and I'm just now um, developing my first skyscraper. Right. There's mm. always different levels. And then when I do that skyscraper, is <laughs> you know, that's that's 17 stories. We can go with 30 stories, 50 stories. So there's always another level. And I always felt like um, listening to the likes of Les Brown and E.T., I was going to get elevated in that level. I just needed somebody. I, I played sports my whole life. Mm -hmm. My whole life. That's that coach, right? Mm -hmm. That coach. My coach has never made me better. I was already, my speed already was my speed. My strength was already my strength. My coaches, though, they would motivate me. They would, they would either motivate me or inspire me to do more or tell me what I'm doing wrong. And so E was that motivational speaker. You know how E is, bro. E gets you in the audience. Y'all problem is, y'all y'all don't want it bad enough. You know, E don't even know you, but he's telling you what your problem is. And you was mad when you first heard E, right? Yeah, I was super mad, you know, because Les Brown was my coach. Right, right. You know, Les, and Les is way more tell you a story type speaker. Two different types of speakers. Les will tell you a story. Lesser, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lesser, how you feeling good? Lesser, you know, my um, mama, uh, Mimi Brown's baby boy. Yeah, Lesa, yeah, come on. You know, and he would he would just tell you a story, and he was real smooth with it. He was like your daddy type. You know, he was snapping and yelling at even when he was trying to compliment you, he yell at you. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, and I was just like, man, that's I need somebody that is yelling at me. Yeah, because I had so many people that was around me that was always smiling and just patting me on the back, yeah. and I'm like, bro, that's like a cheerleader, bro. You know, I don't need cheerleaders no more. I need, I need somebody to snap out, and everybody around me, Jay, they would always just be like, because I was doing more than my circle, so everybody around me would always just be, you know, compliment me, and so I would have to step outside to somebody who didn't know me 
somebody who was just going to tell me, you know, you got to want to get, uh, you want success as bad as you want to breathe. You know, you, I always mess that quote up. CJ always tell me, but. It's only the most famous quote in the world. And I always yeah. mess it up. <laughs> but I, you know, I just, so that was my whole thing, man. E was just, and I don't think that there was no other speaker out back then. That nowadays you got a thousand ETs now, ET wannabes, or people that's like, hey, I'm the next ET. But when E first came out, there was nobody else with that style of speaking, that mm -hmm. style of like giving it to you raw. That's that type of like cutting you and, and telling you what you're not, you know, and you're never gonna get there until you do this. And so that's what I kind of, that's what attracted me to, you know, East style of speaking. So how did you, so you went straight from, Hearing the inspiration, going to get the game, going to conferences, and then, and, but you had never really shared your testimony on stage. Maybe never. just sharing it with a few people here or there. Never. I, I, I never even shared my testimony with a few people. Wow. I bro, was, I used to be bugged out. He was <laughs> never, like, Yeah, the other police don't even know what I do. Yeah. No, I brought. He was like, no Bro, way. I just, uh, he was literally on success. some like Batman type stuff, dog. <laughs> like, literally during the day, just out there fighting crime and then just, yeah, living in the twenty five thousand square foot crib, just wow. balling out at night, and nobody wow. knew. No, where I'm from, you know, Chicago, bro. You don't really talk about right, what. For you, sure. So this was something it, yeah. new for me. Yeah, when CJ came to me and was like, "Bro, like, man, your story. Let's put that together." And I remember, see, I talked to him about the whole. So I felt comfortable enough to tell him about everything, and he kept getting more stuff, you know, mm -hmm. more of the story out of me. But then. It was certain parts that I'd be like, ah, oh, dog, I don't know if we need to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you just everybody not happy for you. Right, for sure. You know, and so I kind of felt uncomfortable in the beginning when CJ was helping me uh, formulate my story. I was like, ah, let's not talk about that. And it got to a point where CJ was like, bro, mm -hmm. like your story is not for you. Yeah, that part. Seriously, bro, CJ like literally yeah. broke it down. I don't even know. Like he literally, bro, CJ could tell at one point, I think I got him now, but at one point, C oh, would tell me my life story. I, oh. I was more interested in hearing him tell me my story. Like, I'm, bro. Oh, bro, I knew it. And am I joking? No, no, no. For he sure. was like the master storyteller. And he was, okay, then you what? What? And I would tell him my whole life. And then CJ just put it together in a keynote form. Mm. I'm talking about, bro, my first ever keynote, CJ literally walked me through my life mm. and was like, yeah, all right, put say this, say that, take this out, take this out. And, bro, like literally, bro. And I was so nervous, Jay, I would write notes. I would have pages and pages of notes of my wow. life. And I finally told him, I was like, bro, you do know, like, this is your story. Like, <laughs> right. what exactly are you reading? Right, like, who right, does right, that? Right, who right, writes right, out right. their life? Right, right. And I'm like, going through, before the conference, I'm going through my life. All right, cool. And then I was a police officer. And then I, then I, bought, <laughs> then I bought, like, three, four properties. Right, then, right, right. Man, I got shot at. Oh, I'm yeah, like, bro, you know all of that. Yeah. But here's the thing. And so for for beginning, and I wanted more to come on because I wanted you to see kind of how we work with our speakers in the academy, right? So you have people who are, obviously we talk about it. You've got celebrity speakers, right? Mm -hmm. if, for those of you already popping in some other industry, you want to start speaking, we got you. You have expert speakers, right? You're an expert in your industry. You are a sales leader. You're a sales guru, whatever. Maul came in with a dynamic life story, right? And so a lot of you have dynamic life stories, things that you've made it out of, things that you've made it through. So when I heard Maul's life story, I knew that the first keynote we were going to do, Jay, was the life story, right? Because right. it's so powerful. Right. And right. obviously we came up with the moniker nine to five millionaire, um, you know, because again, who keeps their job in as a, a nine to five when you're a millionaire on the side? No, right? no, 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 no. Who keeps your job? A nine to five while a millionaire on the side? But, you, yeah. the, but the job is police officer. Yeah. And we ain't talking about Mayberry in Alabama. Yeah. We talking about Chicago. 
I just had to reference yeah. that part. Yep. Right. One one of the roughest and biggest and most beautiful at the same time cities in the world. But we all we everybody know about the South Side, right? Yep. So to be a police officer while you're still building wealth and worth millions of dollars, but you're still putting your life on the line every single day. Like, bro, you I told Trace years ago, I said, man, I'm all different. Like yeah. just Yeah. And the story is crazy. And so now, again, there's and then you have the natural malls, a natural teacher, mm-hmm. right? So again, I'm trying to show y'all that at the age of 40, somebody who never spoke before, never got on stage, now is delivering one of the highest level keynotes in the entire industry. And we started with the story. So it was important for me. And when we come in and train speakers or whoever comes into the academy, we start with, all right, cool. Because sometimes you don't even know the depth of your story, right? Like there was parts that we were pulling out and I was like, okay, that's how we teach it right there. Even coming up with nine to five millionaire, that came about by saying, Yo, why did you keep your job? Yeah. And you said it. Like, bro, Jeremy, I'll never forget. I was like, why did you keep your job, bro? And he was like, uh, I don't really know. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, mo- yeah. like, bro, you you a Chicago police officer. You ain't no like, okay, maybe if you work at Home Depot. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you okay. enjoy working with people. Bro, yeah, you just, bro, I'm <laughs> you like, got a good you crew. shot at. Right. You chasing down <laughs> bad guys. You don't got to do that. Why are you doing that? And he said, and, and and I'm telling you, that's why I said there's elements of your story, and that's why it's important to get a coach that you don't even realize. I promise y'all, Maul did not know until he sat down, and I literally pried it out of him. He said, man, he said, I, I guess I didn't quit because when I started real estate and I started getting these properties, he was like, all the police officers started renting properties from me. Mm-hmm. He said, then my wife said she wanted to start a daycare. First people to bring their kids to the daycare was mm-hmm. other cops. Mm. And I was like, hmm. Yep. Then he said, I started a security company. Come on. And and half the people you employ are cops. All cops. of them. Probably. Yeah. So he was like, my yeah. whole multi-million dollar <laughs> ecosystem was based around. Police. So he said, my job was really my investor. Mm-hmm. I said, bro. Wow. Listen, do you know how many people we've taught with that gym? Wow. Hey, speakers, listen up. The Next Level Brand Studio is here. Your one-stop shop for all of your branding needs. We've created branding materials for some of your favorite motivational and public speakers. Are you in need of a high-quality logo design? Well, look no further. The Next Level Brand Studio is ready to create a high-quality logo just for you. Or maybe you need an electronic press kit. We have created EPKs that have helped speakers make well over six and seven figures. In need of a website? The Next Level Brand Studio has built websites for some of the biggest names in the industry, and we want to do the same for you. Or maybe it's time for you to go to the next level with a high-quality speakers reel. Whether you have taken the stage hundreds of times or just once, the Next Level Brand Studio has a team ready to assist and create a custom speakers reel for you. NextLevelBrandStudio.com. It's time to take your brand to the next level. But he, but he, he couldn't even couldn't convey that, that yeah. himself yep. until we had that conversation. Mm. And so yeah. that's why it's important, like I said, to get a coach and really go through your story because there's dynamic elements of your story that can take people to the next level that you don't even realize. So let's talk about the keynote building now, right? Because obviously now you got this story, you got all of this. Walk them through kind of like what it was like to be a new speaker. And you talk about fresh out the frying pan into the fire. <sighs> you on tour with. E, like, speaking alongside of him. So it didn't even, like, you got to, like, right. slow come up. Yeah. You got, you know, we had to accelerate yours, like, pretty fast. So talk about, you know, going straight into that mode. 
Yeah, I mean, well, you, I, I'm not going to lie, bro. You helped me, you eased me into the speaking where, you know, at first, see, at first, my mindset automatically went to, I'm a speaker now. Mm. Like, you know, so, so now I'm yeah. thinking I got to be dynamic. I'm thinking I got to like woo the crowd and All I got to right. just like, but then he was just, no, no, bro, let's just break this down into, into, into different little key points. Mm. And so he broke my story down into key points. And in a way, and I'll never forget how we started my keynote. We really started my keynote with the end of the keynote. Mm -hmm. Just by, I would come out there, man, and I would start the keynote out just by, you know, the audience out there and everybody, you know, everybody's there for something, right? Mm -hmm. Just think about it. Everybody not coming to the keynote. You're not coming to a conference to, to really just be there and just see us. It's something that you want. Right, for sure. It's something you want. Sure. When I was in the audience, it was something that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Everybody in that audience wants something. So then my keynote would just automatically start off. Like, what do you want? Mm, out of life. Come on. I, I just, bro, what do you want? Like, what do you want in your life? What do you want in your marriage? What do you want in your job? What do you want in your business? And I would tell everybody, close your eyes. Mm. And so I would take them on a journey. Yep. I would have them close their eyes. And then while they're closing their eyes, I'm like, I'm like, imagine that, that, that perfect life. Like, what does that look like? Some of y'all here, like, you, you're looking for a spouse. What does that spouse look yeah. like? Like, everything you want, everything you want is on the other side of your imagination. The reason why you don't have it, because it's not for you, the reason why you don't have it is because you haven't gone and got it yet. You don't even know what it is you want. So I would have to start the whole keynote by telling everybody, what do you want? And then at that point, so we already took them to a place of them visualizing what they want their life to look like. And then now I take them on a journey of my story. Mm -hmm. And then how my dad in the beginning in my life when I was eight years old, how my dad asked me and my siblings, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm. And that sparked something. So I take them on a roll, a ride of not just of, of victory and triumph, yeah. but I talk about how I wanted to make it to the NFL. Yeah, because you wanted to be rich. I wanted to be rich because yeah, yeah, yeah. now I took them back to, I tied it back to the beginning of what do you want? This is yeah. what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted to be rich. I wanted to be a millionaire. I wanted to take care of my family. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, to retire my wife. I wanted to send my kids to private school. Mm -hmm. I wanted to live in a 20,000 square foot house. And I thought that football was going to be it. I thought the NFL was going to be it. But then when the NFL didn't happen and, and, and I end up being a cop, now mm -hmm. all my dreams, all these things, right, stopped. And so now people are like, wow, oh my God. Yeah. Like, oh, so now they, they feeling you because yeah. only 1% only actually make it right. to the NFL. Right. Right. But then that's when C was like, man, bro, all right, now you got to take them to the next level, though, of showing them how, tied back to your dad's story of how that's just a vehicle. Mm -hmm. The police department was not, the NFL was not the destination. Mm -hmm. The destination was me being a millionaire. Right. Mm -hmm. The NFL was just going to be a vehicle to get me to that destination. Yep. And so my whole story is I'm telling you my life story, but I'm really taking you on a ride. You're in a vehicle with right. me through the whole journey. Right. And then so I go back and then now they're like, okay, wow, he didn't make it in, in the NFL, but I'm still letting them know, like, what do you want? I still want those things, though. Just because right. I didn't make right. it to the NFL don't mean that me want to take care of my family, me right. want to retire my wife, me want to send my kids to private school here to stop. That's still, that's still the goal. Yeah, One vehicle didn't work out. There's many more. Yeah. And then how many of you all got vehicles in your life that didn't work? Hmm. Let's go back on the ride. And then so now we progressively yeah. take them on the Built journey. The and so that obviously is called vehicle versus destination, right? So there's a portion of Maul's keynote that now you can take and teach a whole lesson on, mm -hmm. right? And so mm -hmm. as you go, listen, this is, I'm about to teach for a quick second. As you go through your story, right, find what's authentic to you 
give it a name, give it a life, right? Like, like, uh, more got shirts and uh, what is it? Help me out. Your keep level your, of exposure determines your level of success. Your level of exposure determines. Keep your money in the bricks. Keep your money in the bricks. Uh, what else we got? Left side of the menu. Left side of the menu. That's all part of the keynote. Right. These are all parts of the keynote. But now, okay. So when we start you off, your your life story keynote is going to be the easiest one to do. That's your bread and butter, right? Like that's the one I call it the Kareem Skyhook. Yeah. It's just boom. You can hit that off. Everywhere you go, you can get that off, right? But eventually, you now have to start breaking the keynote into these other parts, right? And so we take the highlights of some of the parts now and break those down even further. So explain explain how left side of the menu, because I want them, I want you to find your own versions of what Maul has so that you can teach to those. Explain to them how we came up with left side of the menu. Yeah, so we we, we we put this part in from the keynote where I would visit my friend, my roommate. He actually made it to the league, right? Mm. He made it to the NFL. He didn't even really want to even go to the NFL. Wow. He just made it. So I, when I, I used to go visit him in Baltimore, and he would be living the life. Oh, it was hard, Jay. He was living the life that, that I really wanted. wanted. The life wow. that I wanted ever since I was eight years old. My man was wow. living it, bro. Wow. And then one time in particular... Um, we went to this restaurant. I went to go visit him for a game, and we went to this restaurant. And he had all his other NFL buddies, man, and all these guys. We went to this expensive steak restaurant. Mm. And I'll never forget, bro, we walk into the door, the manager. As soon as we walked in, they already had the table set and everything. These guys sat down at the table. The second they sat down at the table, Jay, they would just start calling out what they wanted. Mm. They would be like, man, give me that porterhouse. Give me that prime rib. Give me that filet mignon. They would just be calling out what they wanted. Bruh, the way that came around to me was like, excuse me, sir, what would you like? And the first thing I said was, man, I need a menu. Yeah, yeah. And then everybody at the table, all these millionaires, all these professionals was uh, just like looking at me. Like, Jay, just tell them what you want, mm. man. Just say what you want. Bruh, I really did not know what I wanted. Wow. For one reason, I never been to a high class steakhouse. I've right. been a Red Lobster, uh, 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 Ponderosa. Marlon, they're like, y'all got a chopped cheese. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've never been to a, a, a fancy restaurant right. like this. Right. And so my man, my, my boy was like, Jay, dog, just, just get what you want. I got you. I'm a police officer making $36,000 at the time before taxes. $1,200 every two weeks. You're like, mm. let me see that menu so I can see the yeah. price on there. Bam, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah. One of them steaks, dog, could have been my light bill. Straight Could have been my gas bill. Straight up. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to go home and tell my wife I spent half of my check on a steak. Mm -hmm. And so oh. I really did not know. So when they finally gave me the menu, Jay, I would open the menu up. And then while everybody was watching me, my eyes automatically went to the right of the menu. Hmm. You know what the right is, right? The cheaper stuff. No, the right is the prices. Uh, so left side got the entrees. The right side got the prices. Hmm. Bruh, I would unconsciously look at the right side of the menu. I would look at the prices to see what I can afford. I didn't even know uh, what I wanted to eat. Let me get the eat. Salisbury steak, please. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even, Jay, I didn't even know what I wanted to eat. Right. I would only look at the prices, and then I would take, you would I would pick that. five of the items that I can afford, and then pick the best choice of what I wanted to eat out of the five items I wanted to, what I could afford. And then in the keynote though, I would say that like, 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 I was looking at, this is food that I'm talking about, right? But most of y'all are doing this in your life. Mm. Most of you all are looking to the right side of the menu in, of life. You're looking at the price. You're choosing what school your kid's gonna go to by the cost. 
You choosing what, what house you're going to live in. You choosing what vacations, all based on the price and not really on the left side. That is the best place for you to go to. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we got. So I said, like, man, you got to. I noticed that the one percenters, the, the people that's rich, they live life on the left side of the menu. Yeah. They don't look at the prices. Right. They just pick things because right. it's the best thing to right. do. Right. Bro, mm. we put that in there, man. And so but CJ kept getting things. Out of you, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I don't like using that word, but he kept getting things. You, and you could do a whole 45-minute training oh, that's what I'm just saying. on that alone. But, just but, on but, that. But now, to his point, if you think about it, with this whole keynote, this whole journey we're taking them on, mm-hmm. at, remember, we started it with, with what do you want? Mm-hmm. Right? Then you're but now at the end, because CJ already knew that I was... I was killing it in real estate, and he knew I could teach anybody how to become a millionaire in real estate. Mm-hmm. So now everybody's saying what they what they want. They already got it in their mind. I'm taking them through the progression of life of 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 how you know my mindset got to where it is, and then at the end of the keynote, what are we doing? We're giving you a vehicle. Yeah, we're giving you a vehicle to mm-hmm. get you to what you want. Yeah. A lot of people give motivation, inspiration, and all of that, and make people feel good at the end of the keynote and at the end of the conference, right. but they don't give them anything that they can now apply to yep. their life. Right, right. And so he knew automatically that, hey, hey, Jamal, we're gonna give them inspiration, motivation, and we're gonna give them a real life course, step by step, that's going to position them now to get the things and more in mm. what you had in life. So, mm. so again, and as Maul's talking, I know y'all felt the passion. He would have no idea that that was a part of his story or that he could teach from that if it wasn't for us doing what we did, right? Like, you wouldn't even have thought to be like, oh, this lesson. Matter of fact, if I wouldn't have, like, drummed it up, you might not even, like, thought back to that story, right? Like, you wouldn't even thought, like, this is a point to teach. So go through your life and find some of the biggest learning lessons that you've had and figure out how to add those into your keynotes. Because once you got your life keynote... Then you start segmenting off of those things. So when Maul does the left side of the menu, he can do a whole keynote on that. Does that mean there won't be elements of his story that creep in there as well, like other parts of the story? Absolutely not. There's always going to be that. But I think, Jay, the important thing is understanding that you start with, in this case, if you're a a story speaker from your life story, starting with these critical elements that have helped you get over and then figuring out not only how to tell them, right? Because a lot of y'all, you think just because you got a story, that's it. You have to know how to tell it, and you have to know how to help other people get over it. So I always tell people, I'm not up there giving a keynote for me. Right. It's for you. So I would tell them all all the time, as you're teaching, we don't want to be in then. Like there's like those, you know, you know those in then speakers? And then yeah. I was five, and then I was six, and then I turned seven, right. and then eight, and <laughs> then eventually nine. And you're you, you going through the story. Right. But you're not telling me what to take out of it. Right. So Maul would say, I was living on the left side of the menu. I start living on, you know, the left side of the menu. What do you want? And he's taking you through now how to live on the left side of the menu in life. So he's giving you the game behind yeah. the story as well. Yeah, and I'm sure it's I'm sure when you was with the menu, the prices, the right side, I'm sure your boy was like, Man, what do you want? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It took so you, you back, t- it took you back to the to the store. To the front of the right. Right. So it's yeah. like, what do you want? Yeah. And so it's like the same. I got to a point in my life where he asked me, what do I want? And I'm asking you, what do you want? Yep. And what does it take for you to get that? Yep. So that's just the art of storytelling, bro. That's yeah. bro, that's that's one, amazing. One, one of my yeah. one of my key things that I taught more, and I think I want him to talk about it because I think he had a firsthand look at exactly what I was talking about. I said, bro, we always want to be 
prepared, but not rehearsed. <laughs> and, it was, and, and, and it was one particular time, I believe we was in San Diego. This might have been. Diego. So, E first, I mean, Maul first keynote. Killed it. First, yeah. I'm talking about murdered it. It yeah. was fire. Everybody like, oh, Maul ready. Yeah. And then the second oh, one man. came. Can I be fair right now? Bro, CJ and everybody else told me they messed up by telling me one thing. Hmm. After I did that first keynote, yeah. Everybody came up to me, man, a standing ovation. Everybody coming. I got people in line. And then C came up to me. And C was like, man, you a speaker now. Mm. You a speaker. And I was mm. like, all I saw was pictures of Les Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I saw E.T. And I was just like, oh, I'm a speaker now. Right, right, right. Oh, so, bro, I was like, oh, you know, I'm seeing one, my bro. name and lights on the marquee. Right. And I'm like, okay, I'm a speaker. Mm. I bet. So then now I did something different. Before... I would always speak from the heart. When I speak from the heart, bro, the passion, oh, you sure. can't even, for sure. you know what I'm saying? But then when I get to memorizing, right. and I thought I need to be dynamic. You know, Les Brown can rhyme. Oh, man. Oh, bro, he Flowing. can, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, he tell you yeah, about all type yeah. of stuff. And, and I was just like, okay, cool. All right, I'm a speaker now. Um, yep. So I memorized my whole keynote. Memorized. Rehearsed. I'm talking about like rehearsed. I'm talking about like 10 pages. And, bro, I got up on stage. No. Oh, bruh. And I was like, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want in your life? What do you want in your oh, marriage? Wow. I was talking about the passion was gone. Oh, gone. It was just straight up, bruh. See, you, I know you were sitting there thinking like, what? Oh, what yeah, no, no, no. I was, I, but, but I knew what happened. <laughs> I could see what happened. And that's why I tell people, dog. We always want to be prepared, but you don't want to be rehearsed because when you're rehearsed, people feel that. Right. And I remember he always used to call it cold food. Right. Like you, you cooked that two weeks ago. Trying to warm it up. And, there. Right. Yeah. It's like, bro, people like hot food. Hot food is, I just got here and this is fresh for y'all today. Mm -hmm. Like, and I tell people all the time, the best speakers to me, and, and again, don't get it twisted. I'll say a lot of the exact same things. I'm going to hit you with the same jokes, the same punchlines, everything else. But there's a way to do it in a way where you're prepared, mm -hmm. where you're still mixing it in with enough stuff that it still feels fresh to the audience. So it doesn't mean you have to have a brand new keynote. But when you're rehearsed and you're trying to go verbatim, line for line, people can feel that. And it never really connected. And I promise you, I used to look at speakers. And it, it took me a while to kind of come up with that, you know, prepare versus rehearse theory. But I used to watch speakers, Jay, and I was like, dang, I'm like, Buddy, kind of sweet technically. Hmm. Like, like my man got all the information. Mm -hmm. His callbacks are incredible. Mm -hmm. He's well researched, and everybody in the crowd like, Ugh. and I'm like, dang, like he ain't getting the. Re yep. And I was like, oh, it's too rehearsed for people, and they feel that. Mm -hmm. And so, in next level speakers, <laughs> we we training you on how to be prepared right, and go sure. on stage, stage and be prepared. Real quick, talk about uh, stage fright. His son? We got, well, not stage oh, okay. fright, yeah. but but that it, like that nervousness. Yeah, so I, like I said, man, imagine like most speakers, you know, they, they might start off like like how you guys, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, take them to Mexico and put them on the stage mm -hmm. or here in Atlanta, you got mm -hmm. them on the stage. Mm -hmm. Bro, I started my speaking career with the number one motivational right. speaker in the world. Right. And so that was to me just like, oh man, like, mm. you know, the number one trainer of speakers, right. you know, CJ over there watching every word. So, you know, you get a little bit nervous. Yeah. You look out, man. And our conferences, I don't think I ever started speaking until we had at least about 700 minimum in the audience. Right. So that was my first speaking engagement. Yeah. And I would look out, bro. 
I would look out in the crowd, man. I always be peeking through the curtains. Mm. And, bro, like, E always kick it off. And everybody just going crazy for E. And then here I am, the police officer coming up next. The popo. No, the popo, bro. And I Literally with his police uniform in his bag. He had to get back to the, uh, the job the next day after Wow. I had my uniform, wow. bro. I used to check my gun into the, into the locker at the airport. Wow. And so I, they would never give me the Monday off, so the conference would be on Saturday or Sunday, and I would have to put my uniform on in the airport wow. and go back to work. Wow. But here I am, bro, looking out the curtain, man, and just looking at everybody. I'm looking into their faces, man, and I'm just getting nervous. I'm talking about, I done been in about several shootings as a Chicago police officer, and I got way more nervous speaking to people, <laughs> bro, than I did. Oh, bro, I would be the first one to run to the gun. Right. When everybody's shooting, everybody running this way, I'm the first one. Yeah. Oh, that was me all day long. Speaking, I was like, oh, no, bro, I'm talking That's about, crazy. I'm over here sweating, shaking, and i never forget, man, CJ was like, he came up to me, and he was like, man, you good? And I was like, oh, no, bro, I was like, man, I think I'm kind of, he was like, bro, he's like, man, you see that guy right there? He pointed to a guy that was in the audience, he said, you see that guy? And I said, yeah. He said, bro, that guy, he came, he paid his last dollars. He mm. came, paid his last dollars to hear something Come on. that you got inside of you. Come on. He's like, bro, that dude want to take care of his family the same way you take care of your family. Oh, come on, see. Bro, he want to yeah. he wanna, he wanna retire his yeah, wife yeah, 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 just yeah. like you retired right. your wife. Yep, yep. And you over here nervous? Oh, I took it a step further. I think I told you I was like, he spent his last, and his wife told him he was stupid for spending that money to yeah. go hear these dudes talk. Hmm. I'm getting chill bumps thinking about that, dog. He was like, he was like, man, my man, dog, like, this is it for him. Hmm. But C gave me the firest keynote y'all will never hear. And you were, and you up there nervous. And you nervous. Right. And I said, like, bro, that's because right, you right. thinking about you. Like th this for them, bro. Straight up. You know what I'm saying? Like Straight this up. ain't no, uh, dog, you not Beyonce. This ain't no concert. Like, yo, you giving them information that could change their life. And since then, Maul been on the Bro, he told bro. me, dog, he was like, bro, he might be the number one motivational speaker in the world, but there's nobody that's above you. That's, that's more of an authority above you when it comes to working a nine to five and becoming a multimillionaire Come on. and taking care of your family. You're like, dog, I see you've been with your wife since y'all was 14 years old. Come on. He's like, bro, I've been in your house. You live in 20,000 square feet. He's like, you got an indoor pool. You got a nightclub on the top. He's like, bro, you did this while being a police officer. Yeah, that part. He Other like, people want to do that too. He's like, bro, just tell them. Bro, tell them something. And dog, I was ready, dog. I was like a caged lion at that point, bro. I was like, dog, get me, let me. And as soon as I got on stage, bro, that's when I snapped out. And I just came out there like, man, what do you want? And I was just, you know. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. <laughs> but, but now you speak with all this authority, all this passion, changing millions of lives, all these people tapped in with you, but you never even knew. I'm still stuck on 40 that. years old, bro. That you had this First inside. Keynote, like, I wonder four. how many people out here in the world Man. that's rocking with us, listening to the podcast, Man. or not, and had no clue no that clue they got that a got message the gift, and they got bro. a story, and the people will actually pay you to share it, and you can actually share it and change lives. Bro, let me tell you. The best feeling in the world. 40, bro. Let me tell you, I 40. had no idea. Wow. And I hope, so whoever want to be a speaker, man, listen. I used to come to the conference. I've been to every single ETA conference that they ever done. Hmm. And CJ wasn't joking. And I would always be VIP. I would always be in the front row. But here I was, a police officer. I was a multimillionaire police officer, but I was still a police officer. Hmm. Who knew that when I was in the audience, bro, it was a nine to five millionaire inside of me? Wow. Who knew that? Wow. Like, my, isn't this, I'm still the same person. It's just that my story now, mm -hmm. my story has inspired others. And somebody out there got a story in them. Facts. And, and, and the world needs to hear it. Bro, I have made millions Facts. being a speaker. Facts. 
And you know what's so crazy? I ain't even charged. I don't charge for speaking engagements. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't charge for speaking engagements. I've made millions. Right. Hmm. Because I made so many people millionaires. Yeah. Facts. Come on, man. And so it's something that somebody got inside of them, bro. And the world, you like me, straight up. You're not, you know, you're not like them. These guys, this is what they do. They've been speakers their whole life. You like me. You just been going through life. You've been conquering. You know, you have tragedy struck. You still step, you still standing. And there's a story inside of you, and somebody's going to be inspired by that story. Mm-hmm. And the world needs to hear it. But you're never going to get that story out until you get the right coaches to, to help you put it in place. Man, perfect segue, man. We the best in the world. I'm just being real. I'm, I, I put us up against anybody. I tell people all the time, you, you think I'm playing, just go to ET and then look down the tree. And go to your other favorite, whoever else. And look down their tree. I promise you, we got more superstars coming out of here, more people making money, speaking, doing their thing than anybody else in the world. And I stand on that. So go to nextlevelspeakersacademy.com. All right, sign up. Get a friend to sign up. If you know somebody with the gift, like they might be 40, they might be 50, 60, it right. don't matter. Right. If they got a gift, uh, send them there, man. We'll take care of them. Look forward to y'all. Like you said, Jay, not only signing up, but joining the community Absolutely. and being involved in this family, man. We are building this thing out for the long haul. So this is a community that we want y'all to be a part of. Uh, NextLevelSpeakersAcademy.com. Yep. Before we get out of here, Jay, we need that butcher's cut, dog. Man, as the word says, you have not because you ask not. So my butcher's cut for the week is to just put a request in, right? For one, referrals. After you get done speaking, how many speakers out here that's watching or listening right now speak, you kill it on stage, and you get your check and you leave? Mm-hmm. And you never ask for a referral. Like, that's the prime time they say, hey, would you mind referring me to three, four, five other people, directors, district organizers, managers, CEOs that you run with to refer me to speak for the organization? Like, that has been a game. I've made so many more millions just from asking for referrals and then asking for testimonials. When you get done speaking, they would be honored and happy to give you a testimonial. So my butcher's cut is to ask for referrals after you speak and you've done a great job and then you ask for testimonials. Ask these people to say, hey, would you mind and just give me 30 seconds of what you thought the presentation was about and you collect as many of those as possible because you only need that one clip yep. when somebody says that was the best yep. presentation I ever heard. They might talk for a whole minute. Let me tell you something. If somebody says, man, I couldn't stop crying, boom, I'm using that clip right there. When they say I've never heard something that powerful, boom, I'm using that clip right there. When they say he's the best speaker I've ever had, boom, do you know what that's going to do for you because I could put together a promo video and say I'm awesome I'm awesome I'm awesome I'm amazing right right and it's like okay cool but now you got different people from different walks of life and different organizations say nah Jamal King was amazing man Jamal had me in tears Jamal had me ready to run through a brick wall ask for the referrals and ask for the testimonies and they'll be given to you good Jay appreciate that butcher's cup Maul let them know where to reach you bro hey you can reach me at on Instagram at 9 to 5 millionaire um, you can go check me out at jamalking.com uh, make real estate real, uh, dot com. That's number one online step-by-step guide on how to create generational wealth through real estate, Facts. one property at a time. Love it, man. Facts. Appreciate y'all, man. We out of here. We'll catch you next week.